and welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard, website, Trenton365.com, Facebook, Trenton365 Show. You're listening over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station, and you're watching over WPHY Channel 25 with a broadcast on Friday nights from 11 to 12 midnight over America One, Verizon Channel 25, covering Mercer County, New Jersey. In the studio now, with Ruth Marco of Theater to Go, is also Richard Patterson, who is with um, the old barracks, but he is also a reenactor and an educator as well. So Ruth, you've already spent some time talking to us about Theater to Go and the play that's coming up, or the one set reading. It's a staged reading. Staged reading. The Trial of Abraham Hunt, an American Christmas Story, which will take place during Patriots Week, which is done traditionally between the week of Christmas and New Year's in downtown Trenton. So, Richard, let's Hi, get John. into... Hey, hey. So, you know what? You didn't get a chance to really um, introduce yourself mm-hmm. like the others did. So, why don't you introduce yourself and then we'll jump right into asking some questions about Patriots Week and also the Old Barracks. Sure. I'm uh, Richard Patterson and I'm the uh, uh, Executive Director of the Old Barracks Museum. Okay. And the Old Barracks Museum is... Well, we're a 1758 uh, stone and brick barrack building dating from the uh, time of the French and Indian War. Um, and we're sitting immediately east of the New Jersey State House. So it's this remarkable uh, kind of survival in the middle of downtown Trenton. Mm-hmm. Which um, is, is a beacon for schools in this region to visit. Oh, yeah. And I've visited it. I don't know how many times it was almost like the class trip um, mm-hmm. for the local schools and it was always refreshing to go there and to see some folks dressed up in period clothing and to uh, visit the gift shop and so forth. So um, just talk briefly about the old barracks. Um, how does it operate? When is it open? What can people expect, etc.? Sure. Well, um, uh, it was saved by a group of patriotic ladies back in 1902. Uh, and uh, they gave their portion of the building to the state of New Jersey in 1914, uh, and uh, we've always operated it uh, as part of a kind of a real estate deal with the uh, state of New Jersey. They restored it, uh, the whole barracks, so uh, uh, the state owns it, but it's own, uh, completely operated by a private nonprofit. And uh, New Jersey gives us some of uh, our funding as our baseline funding, and we earn and raise uh, uh, all the rest ourselves. And we're open uh, every day but Sunday. And uh, we've traditionally been um, one of the most visited uh, uh, historic sites for uh, school groups in uh, New Jersey. I mean, going back probably before I was born, and that's quite a while ago. (laughs) Uh, So just last year, we did about uh, 12,500 school children, literally from every state, uh, every county in the state. Uh, you know, we're fortunate that we're about mid-state or a little bit north of it, but at least as far as the roads go. And uh, on the same block with the, uh, uh, the New Jersey State House and the New Jersey State Museum and only a couple of blocks from the uh, William Trent House and so on. So, uh, you know, a lot of schools can uh, amortize their bus costs by uh, taking in an awful lot of curriculum uh, uh, supportive programs, everything from... Uh, uh, you know, natural science to uh, fine arts to history and civics, and you, you name it. 
Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And uh, thank you for pointing all that out because, uh, again, going through it and living it, sometimes you don't really connect the dots, but hearing it from the executive director of the old barracks, to hear how, how many youngsters and children are coming through there with their parents and the fact that it's, it's so um, location-wise, it, it is where it is near the State House and mm -hmm. then also the William Trent House. It's a perfect trifecta for um, schools and people to come down and to visit uh, downtown Trenton. Talk to me about Patriots Week. Um, what was the idea behind it and, and, and et cetera? Well, um, 23 years ago, uh, the Old Barracks Association uh, started doing uh, an annual reenactment, uh, usually on the Saturday following Christmas. Um, uh, sometimes it's a Sunday, depending on how you know the holiday falls. But on the Saturday after Christmas, uh, we started doing the reenactment of uh, not only the first battle, but also the second battle of uh, Trenton, which happened on January 2nd of 1777. Doing it uh, most years with about 200 or so uh, reenactors, uh, but right on the streets, uh, as Larry said before, the, um, the streets in, the, in downtown Trenton really haven't changed. I mean, if you get lost with your car coming in for the first time, it's because it's the same street pattern mm -hmm. that Washington saw. So we actually reenact the battles on the actual streets where they happened. And um, uh, that was getting quite popular. It just kept going year after year, no matter what the weather gave us. And it had its own surreal charm. You know, most people think of like a battle reenactment. You go to some park someplace and, you know, they have all these like monuments and you figure that battlefields were a place where people made appointments to have battles, you know, at least that's what I thought when I was a kid. But this, you know, was an urban fight. Uh, in fact, the city only, you know, it was a city back then, it just got taller. And uh, so it's kind of remarkable that we can sort of preserve uh, the actual uh, layout of the battle, you know, right there on the several blocks between, say, where the old barracks is, up to about the battle monument at the head of uh, Warren and Broad Street and over to um, uh, Mill Hill Park. And, you know, given a take about a block in either direction, you've got all these other landmarks in between, but it's a nice compact uh, uh, thing to try to understand. But the real charm about it, I mean, other than, you know, having troops and cannons and sometimes horses going down these streets and occasionally setting off car alarms, <laughs> you know, is that, you know, folks can realize that, holy, I, I you know, I've always heard about this. I didn't know much about it, but, you know, it's the crossings on the New Jersey quarter. You see it all the time. And, uh, you know, and he came here to chase the Hessians, whoever they were, out of Trenton. Uh, and it happened really right in front of my store, right in front of my apartment on the streets where I walk to work every, uh, every day. Yeah, you know, Washington was right there. Those Hessians were fighting and dying right there. Fortunately, not too many of the Americans had to do that. They just fought and won. Um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of the charm about it. And also unusual with reenactments is that uh, as it's coming down the street, we have a lot of the period civilian reenactors, the ones without the muskets and so on, uh, line the uh, curbs and so on. It's kind of like uh, spot interpreters and traffic control. Uh, and the uh, uh, Trenton PD does a good job of like a rolling closures of streets so mm -hmm. we don't disturb the whole traffic pattern for more than a few minutes at a time. But you can literally walk along the streets uh, and follow the action. It's not like you're sitting off afar on the side of a slope of a hill and seeing stuff take place down below. 
you can actually follow along and realize what was happening at this street corner or around that bend, you know, and, uh, you know, the battles end up around Mill Hill Park where both battles sort of ended, you know, uh, 240 years ago. That's how we did it the, the last time I went to a, a reenactment. We, we actually did exactly that. We mm -hmm. followed it. You could smell it. You could smell the... the the gunpowder, gun yeah. powder. the you rotten egg them. smell. Yeah, <laughs> you could you could see them like how they 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 do it in lines. It was just fascinating. It was right there, and I was no further away from them than maybe the other end of the hall here. You know, it was mm -hmm. really pretty fascinating. It's a lot and, of fun. and just like you said earlier, it's uh, theater. It it's street theater. theater. Yeah, absolutely theater. Mm -hmm. And if I could just plug Please. a little bit more, theater to go started off and still continues to do a lot of interactive theater. Mm -hmm. um, this is right up my alley. You know, to be able to, to have the, the audience participate the mm -hmm. way they can do it at, at, uh, in Patriots Week during the reenactments and all the events that they have there, it is exactly what I think theater should be. It should be that people are not just watching behind the fourth wall, mm -hmm. you know. Now, you, you touched on, on something, um, both of you actually, regarding landmarks, historic mm -hmm. landmarks. I mean, William Trent House, Old Barracks. The State House, which is, I believe, one of the oldest in the nation. It's the second oldest in continuous use after Annapolis. There we go. So now, now it's another wonderful <coughs> plug for the state of, of New Jersey and this region specifically. But then also the sanctuary, uh, 1867 Sanctuary in Ewing. Talk about that a little bit in the partnership that, that you have with okay. Theater to Go. Well, like I was saying before, the 1867 Sanctuary was the old Ewing Presbyterian Church. It was uh, slated for, for demolition. They were, were going to get rid of it and build something else. And uh, a consortium developed to, to try to save it. And they did, and, and uh, through a lot of public and private donations, they were able to um, open it up as a performing arts space. So it's still the same church. You look at, it's the same big, beautiful church that it was. But it's, um, but now it's a, it's a center for performing arts. And right now they, have, they do a lot of musical performances over there. A lot of very fine jazz and classical performers go in there to perform. And our goal is to bring in more spoken word and theater. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're starting. So we're doing this staged reading. And then in February, we're scheduled to come in there again and doing us uh, four Friday nights of play readings about love. Some well-known plays, some not so well-known, some new plays. And that's my goal, is to keep theater alive in this wonderful new performing arts space in Ewing, right on Scotch Road. Mm -hmm. And for the folks who want a landmark, it's the big church right around that funny little bend on Scotch Road with the stone wall right. that's in between two cemeteries, the Ewing Cemetery. So anyone who's been in this region knows that area, and they've done a fantastic job of uh, rehabilitating that and, and, and keeping the historical uh, concept and uh, background of it. Um, Richard, I'd like for you to, to give uh, the listening audience a brief timeline mm -hmm. of what took place or what will take place. Now, let's go historically. What took place between December 25th, 1776, and January 2nd, 1777? Well, um, Washington actually crossed on uh, Christmas night um, and tried to, um, you know, get to the Jersey side uh, before dawn. Uh, the crossing took a lot longer than he expected. Uh, and he actually managed, he had split uh, his army um, a few miles above Trenton, where West Trenton is today, and approached it from uh, the town from two sides. Um, and he came into town about where the, uh, uh, the battle monument is uh, with half the army, and General Sullivan came along what is now State Street 
uh, and they tried to envelop uh, the Hessians. And the whole affair, once they uh, struck the outposts of town at, at a, almost exactly the same time at eight o'clock, the whole affair was less than an hour or two. They they, they packed up, they took their prisoners, uh, they took all the uh, uh, equipment that they could capture and marched back about nine miles uh, and uh, crossed uh, again uh, the, back to uh, uh, McConkie's Ferry there. Uh, and uh, uh, the other part of the army that was supposed to cross below Trenton but couldn't because of all the ice, well, uh, General Ewing uh, got his men across in the days following that. Uh, you know, the ice was so much like cake ice that it looks like you can go across it, but if you try to bring equipment and stuff, no way. Uh, so they couldn't really uh, be there for the actual battle like it was uh, planned. But he got over in the following days and realized that uh, no one was in town. You know, the British hadn't uh, reoccupied it, the reinforcements hadn't gotten there, any of the uh, Hessians who had gotten away had gotten away to uh, 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 Bordentown or Princeton, uh, and they were collecting up in Princeton. So Washington came back into town during the week. Uh, they were getting set up uh, in Trenton. They were also entrenching on the south side of the Assunpink Rink, which uh, commands the rest of the town uh, north of it because it's higher. And uh, on uh, January 2nd, he sends a probe up what is now 206 towards uh, Trenton, basically to find out what the British are doing. You know, are they coming in? Are they still up there? What do you, what's going on? And that probe uh, gets up to the Shabakunk and the little Shabakunk creeks up there, and they see Cornwallis coming down with a much bigger army, with British and Hessians and Highlanders all coming down. They start fighting a rearguard action, basically just to slow them up. And by late afternoon, they, uh, they hit town. There's a lot bigger battle happening as a big street fight. Uh, back and forth in the late, late afternoon of January 2nd. They, the Americans withdraw over the one bridge at Broad Street uh, to the south side. The British try to attack that bridge about three times and fail. And then both sides end up cannonading each other for about an hour after sunset. Cornwallis says basically, well, we'll bag the fox in the morning, or so they say. And meanwhile, Washington had gathered uh, with his uh, principal uh, generals and colonels and realized that the roads had uh, frozen up more and they were more passable. And they decided to leave some of the Jersey militia uh, behind to build up the fires, make a lot of noises like they're still entrenching. And then he took the bulk of the army up roughly what is now Hamilton Avenue to Quaker Bridge Road and fell on the British rear guard uh, the next morning, about 8 a.m. Uh, where the Princeton battlefield is. Mm. And so you had, in the space of about 10 days, you had gone from Washington having lost all of New Jersey and most of his troops having their time running out, and it looks like this is going to be the nadir of the revolution, to within 10 days having fought three major battles and a number of other actions, uh, crossed the Delaware a few times, and had ended up that 10-day period in control of virtually all of New Jersey except for a small pocket around Perth Amboy in New Brunswick. And the Americans would control that for the rest of the war 
Anytime the British ventured in uh, or tried to cross it, they got a very serious bloody nose. Mm -hmm. And folks, for those of you who are listening and watching, you can tell by my face and my expression how excited I am about this time of the year, not only for the holiday season, but also for the history that's taking place here in Trenton, New Jersey, the capital of New Jersey. And if you heard me talk about this for many years, Trenton, New Jersey is where George Washington became George Washington, the man who we know as the founding father of our country, General George Washington. And it behooves us uh, as Americans and those who have an appreciation for this country for us to think about that and consider what we can do to learn more about the Revolutionary War, George Washington, the other founding fathers, and also the diversity and eclectic people who were here during that point in time. As Larry um, mentioned earlier, Larry Kidder mentioned earlier, who's also an author and a historian, pretty much the way things look right now, the diversity, it was that diverse back then as well. Maybe it was uh, not as homogeneous to some extent, but it's still a very diverse community. And it's important for us to consider that as we move further, all of us to, to work together to build a better community for everyone. And I'd love to see any and all of you come to Patriots Week this year, one of the many, many events that are taking place during that week. And uh, I'm going to give it back over to Richard and Richard Patterson, share a little bit about some of the things that people can expect the week of Patriots Week. Oh, a um, little bit of everything. We use Patriots Week uh, and we use the, uh, the story of the Battle of Trenton as a... Uh, touchstone for what people know uh, or expect. They don't know much about it, but they've heard of it, so they come. But we also uh, talk with our uh, other institutions in town, and we say, well, once we get people's attention during that week, no need to put a cocked hat on everything. We're just going to be use that as the showcase for all the good things that all our institutions do. So you've got stuff at the New Jersey State Museum, you've got stuff at the William Trent House, at a number of the different art galleries, a lot of really great stuff at the Trenton Free Library. Um, uh, you know, uh, we've, we've got a pub crawl uh, on Thursday night. We've got um, uh, on uh, Friday night, uh, we've been having a uh, colonial ball. Mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, it's 70, uh, if you, uh, buy your tickets in advance. It's seventeen dollars and seventy-six cents, uh, and it's twenty dollars at the door. And what you'll find at the uh, the Trenton Masonic Temple on Friday night uh, is the room probably half full with uh, the reenactors who are there for the battles the next day and all their uh, ladies and all their finery. And uh, you'll have live music, uh, violins, penny whistles, and uh, you know uh, guitars and so on, uh, and a live uh, dance caller. And you can join in. Uh, there'll be light refreshments and so on, but you can join in all the dancing. Just wear something nice. It doesn't have to be uh, 18th century, though some people try. I've seen folks, whole families come, and they're in black tie. But uh, you know, we say uh, you know, it dress for a, a nice evening, and we suggest the ladies wear a long skirt or something, just because it adds to the dancing. But boy, it's it's really neat to see that entire dance floor full of people, some of whom know the dances, a lot of people who don't, but that's part of the fun of the thing. And, um, you know, we've, uh, we've got spy stories, we've got stories about the music of the period. Um, you know, come um, check it out at uh, Patriots Week. Uh, uh, let me see, I've got <laughs> www.patriotsweek.com. And uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, Capitol Symphony Orchestra is doing Absolutely. A uh, they do that on uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, our, uh, we're going to be doing the battles of uh, Trenton on 
December 31st on New Year's Eve, and uh, there's a uh, uh, a, uh, a peace uh, uh, service at uh, uh, the Quaker Meeting uh, uh, House uh, there in downtown uh, earlier in the evening, and the uh, the orchestra has its annual um, mm -hmm. uh, New Year's concert. So the I mean, memorial, yeah, which is great. Yeah, you can you can uh, really send off the year with a bang, quite literally. But mm -hmm. don't forget to come to the 1867 Sanctuary yes. in Ewing on Wednesday the 28th to see Michael Davis's play, The Trial of Abraham Hunt, an American Christmas Story. Great. And you know, I, I want, want you, um, Richard, to talk about partnering and art in general in moving forward the history of the American Revolution. Because I think that this is nice that Ruth connected the dots here a little bit. So just talk about the importance of using art a as a way to, to share the history of, of our country. Uh, a lot of the way that we uh, interpret the history uh, at the old barracks is in a way we our, our staff um, does all those uh, school programs uh, in first person. So it's mm -hmm. a, again a carryover that kind of street theater. Mm -hmm. When a class comes uh, for the hour that they have, uh, they're there, it's an hour in the year 1777. Whatever the day, uh, you know, the month and the day is, it's that year in the calendar year, that, that date in the calendar year following the Battle of Trenton, and they're going to be characters from the past, uh, and so that way they can immerse themselves. And that's, in a way, picking up on theater and the arts. It's a way of making people try to experience things uh, through their senses, through the music, uh, through the experience, uh, the way people spoke, uh, and uh, and it's these are the things to help people remember and carry away. Uh, it's the artwork of the period is how we most identify uh, with uh, uh, the people of the time. It's pre-photography and uh, and so on. So uh, you know the fine arts were very important for us to have some idea of what the people looked like, who these people were. And we're always very frustrated when we have somebody who's very interesting who didn't get their portrait done, <laughs> you know. And that's quite, you know, and you know that's quite maddening at times because we almost get used to being lucky. But, <laughs> but it's uh, you know through the arts, uh, you know the fine arts, the performing arts that uh, you know we find is the most effective when people can feel like they can go away humming it and remember the words uh, or participate in some fashion. You know they uh, they'll remember a lot more than what they are told. Great. It's called immersive theater. Mm -hmm. Yes. Immersive theater. Now we've got less than a couple of minutes left. I'd like for you both to share a brief story about the American Revolution that is one of your favorites. And I'll lead in with mine. So I was told, and, and one of the historians in, in the room can correct me, but the weather was so bad when Washington was coming into Trenton that you couldn't see the breath of the horse that he was riding. I don't know how accurate that is. That's one of the stories that I heard. Um, it's pro it could be true. <laughs> okay. Best we know about the weather, it was probably, it was good hypothermia weather. It was less snowy and more wet and sleety and windy. It was a nor'easter. Uh, the men had the wind at their backs coming into uh, Trenton uh, that morning. So they were probably soaked to the skin, mm. uh, just above freezing. So there's some snow down, but there's a lot of like slush and a lot of mud, and it's clinging to them. 
great. You know. Sorry, I'm not going to have enough time to hear your story. That means that you both have to come back okay. and talk about Patriots Week. We have a chance to think. Yes, oh, great. <laughs> I'll do some research. So, again, there's two things that we're plugging tonight. The trial of Abraham Hunt. Um, you, this is going to take place at 1867 Sanctuary in Ewing Township. And uh, the playwright Michael Davis will also be there that All night. right, fantastic. And Patriots Week. 23rd annual Patriots Week in Trenton, New Jersey, the week between Christmas and New Year's. And the website for all this information is PatriotsWeek.com. I hope to see you there. And if you do come, tap me on the shoulder and say what's up. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard, and we'll talk next week.